Hey guys, welcome back to Fringe and Flourish. I'm your host, Laura McGruder. Today, we're catching up with Kate Potter, who was on episode two of Fringe and Flourish. And today we're going to be talking about the hot word for 2020, which would be the word pivot. So, Kate, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, in episode two, we talked about how to get the fuck out of your own way and basically what that meant and self-limiting beliefs. And today, we're going to be talking about something that's been uh, showing up a lot in 2020, which would be the word pivot. So, Kate, remind me a little bit about uh, who you are. Oh, who I am. Uh, so when we had interviewed, God, that was like in April. Um, I was focusing on my coaching and my training and, uh, you know, listening back on the episode, it was kind of funny because I was listening to my, my verbiage around returning to the entertainment industry. Um, so yeah, I actually this week took a departure. I decided after a few months thinking about it, uh, from coaching. So currently I would just call myself a student because <laughs> that's what's kind of been going on. Um, and that's a huge, I mean, that's a huge change for you. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I felt like a lot of my identity was around the fact of like, I'm the daughter of two Princeton grads who's been successful without going to college, uh, which I think, you know, there's a time and place to go. Um, but that was like a huge part of me was like, oh, look at all these things that I've done and without it and blah 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 and then this year I think was kind of a as you uh, we use the word pivot already but I I had to pivot away from how I've been doing things because it it wasn't working anymore with how the world is yeah the world is vastly different from when we first did our episode back in April you know we were kind of like oh it's you know it's uh it's it's a little quarantine and we'll be back. Uh, the world would be normal. And here we are like nine months later and the world is not any better than it was then, except for now we have toilet paper. (laughs) You know, in some ways I, I'm having a way worse time than I was in like when we talked, um, I think, and I, I want a refund. (laughs) I reflect on that with a lot of people. I'm like, you know, there was almost this bliss to phase one of quarantine because I think there was a feeling of, togetherness people weren't saying screw the rules yet um i think uh, there was we, we also had a certain level of serotonin uh, not much had been ripped away Minimal. yet <laughs> yeah yeah right um, so i think right now everyone's at burnout and thing it's been clear what's coming back and what isn't coming back so i think it's already put people in a position of like okay what now well i feel like now we're in like straight up survival mode as a race and as a community like I just feel like like we're all just trying to survive and so if everyone is in survival mode instead of thriving obviously it's going to be hard for us to move forward if everyone's just but but you're right like straight up I am burnt out and I'm not talking about like with work. I'm talking about with the world 
COVID with my emotions. Mentally. Mentally. Like, not being able to see my friends and family. Not being able to do my normal things. I get it. Like, I'm I'm tired. And I mean that in a way that my, my mind, body, and soul have never experienced before. Yeah, it's... I, I think part of my being tired has come from well obviously everything that's you know occurred but today I was uh, even thinking about it at the gym I had this moment of god damn I've been in fight or flight non-stop and I'm exhausted like uh it's become a ritual for me to use CBD every day which that was not the case at the beginning of quarantine that wasn't even the case hey, even maybe six months ago and long little little cannabinoids yeah, I call it diet weed. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, diet I'm a huge, weed. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of diet weed, but it, but you know that's me adapting to how I I I meant I, I like my state of being is like I constantly feel like I'm in this fight or flight because of everything that's just happened and everything that I feel like has been ripped away and to you know give people kind of some insight into that. Um, and I feel like we have to constantly adapt you know what I mean like it's like every few months it's something different that we're we're shifting into oh totally I think it's been this entire time looking back it's um it was just always one thing after the next and I I'm really happy that I started pivoting when I did though so you know, just for like your listeners sake of like insight into kind of what I've been going through and what's been happening in May, one of my best friends suddenly passed away and, um, I received an update from my job at live nation that my job wasn't coming back anytime soon. And then, uh, also the coaching industry was taking a weird turn. And, um, you know, I was seeing a lot of business coaches say things like, how are you going to use COVID to get clients? And, uh, it it was just like very like messy to me. And there's so, you know, but anyway, so there's so much crap going on in my own life. I was like, I need to reassess what I'm doing and where I'm going. So starting in May, right after my friend passed away, I re-enrolled in school and then I became a crisis line counselor for the crisis text line. And I just tried to like get really busy trying to be like, okay, what now? Cause I need to do something because everything I was doing that I was talking about a month ago is gone. And there just needs to be something new and uh, which has just kind of built on itself and to this moment. And if I look back, I'm like, if I didn't practice resiliency and I didn't pivot, like I would have been really fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I've come up against because like when we were in shutdown, I didn't know if the salon was going to open. I was like, shit, am I going to have to go back to school for something? Which no, but it's also, that's like kind of the whole point of the podcast right is to um to share with others how to be successful and and to thrive on their own in a non-traditional career and here i am like my non-traditional career is literally non-existent because we're in quarantine how do i move from here and so you know i i've shared a few times that i went to military school but um that meant a lot of things but one of the things that we did was we would have uh, parades. So for special occasions, we'd have guest speakers and we'd have to like march around, like in our uniforms and stuff. Um, but literally, we were trained on how to do an about face. And so like anytime I think of Pivot, 
I think of about face, which is like you literally spin on your heels the other direction. <laughs> um, so that's what I think of when I think of pivot. But I think this year I've I've learned that you can pivot and it doesn't have to be the total opposite direction. It's just a it's just shift. A it's just a shift. It's, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a difference. And I think there were things that became more important to me this year, you know, because while it was really, I, you know, I... I love being an entrepreneur and I like, I loved everything I was doing with that. Um, but I kind of just ended up wanting to feel secure because things felt so in like unsecure. I don't, I don't think you would use the word insecure, <laughs> insecure. insecure, unsecure, whatever. Insecure. Um, it just, it didn't feel secure. Anything I was doing, like gyms weren't coming back anytime soon. The market for coaching had totally changed. Um, and the live entertainment industry just totally disappeared so you know it it, the only logical thing for me to do was to go finish my degree it wasn't i the the economy isn't in a position currently for me to have tried to start anything new really um well and who's to say you can't still be an entrepreneur and be self-employed once you finish your degree oh absolutely i yeah, one hundred percent. I think I, don't, I just I don't know if I could see you going back to work for another person after you've already lived on the side of like self employment. Yeah. I I see it kind of fifty I think if it's something I truly believe in I could, but I would never be the kind of person to show up at a job for the sake of benefits. It would have to be there's like a an emotional mental benefit of here's something I'm doing, which is something I was getting from live entertainment, which is why something like live nation, I was totally stoked on because here was this thing that gave me community in a kind of environment that I thrived in, um, around people that I love. And so something like that to me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I have a boss there. Like, that's fine. I can't really do that on my own anyway. Right. Um, but you know, the other side of it, I love creative power. I love being able to do things on my own time. I love creating my own systems. I love creating structure. And I think me being back in a student seat is something that like I need. I think I just got really burnt out from trying to feel like I had to be in business survival during quarantine when, as I said, the industry I'm in like kind of disintegrated into something different, which it wasn't the industry I fell in love with. Well, and I well, I want to touch on that a little bit more. Um, so it's interesting that you said that little bit about switching into the student phase because I find that when I feel like stagnant in my career or that I feel like I can't grow in a particular direction, I usually go take online classes and learn something new. And so I find that being in that student mindset it's like being in discovery, right? And then you're in discovery of where you can grow and the things you can learn and so on and so forth. So I, does that make sense to you? Yes. Yeah. So I find for me that sometimes I have to step into that and force myself to as a business owner. Like last year I did um, a year of coaching. I did uh, like business coaching uh, I've done some other like online courses that really pushed me out of my comfort zone um, because I was like, I need something else to like lean into. 
Like I need to put myself in the student in a student mindset so that I can pivot my business and pivot my mind and really have something else on my like I don't want to say on my plate, but have something else to get me excited. Well, and when you're the student, you don't need to have the answers. You're not the expert. Like right. you're in a position to to take in as opposed to give back or like you know, no one's looking at you if you're in a student position expecting certain things of you because you're there to learn and to grow. Uh, and if you're not the student, then you're not learning. And I think in general, of course, you could play the role of the student in any life situation. But I think literally sitting as a student relieves a lot of pressure. And you hear stories all the time of people who will constantly just go back to school and get higher education degrees because they don't want to not be the student because they don't actually want things asked of them (laughs) because they're like, I don't know how to not be a student. Like this is all I know. Um, So, cause it's, there's a lot of like certain kinds of pressure it relieves. So I think I'm really excited after all this time obviously I've been back in school but I think it's different when it's to me there's like a mental difference of like okay no like I'm finally finishing my bachelor's at a university like you're committing to you're like committing to the lifestyle of being a full-time student right like that's very different than what I've done of like okay yeah I guess I'll go back to community college this semester and we'll see how it goes this is like no like I'm literally relocating to a new city so I can finish this thing which is just very different you mentioned that some people you know who can who continuously go back to school um who and who like to stay in that student mindset um because they don't want things asked of them do you ever feel or like are you concerned that people may view your choice to go back to school full-time as like a quote-unquote failure of your other things that you've done do you like do you ever worry about that Um, I had a thought of it I guess but at the same time I don't give a shit like (laughs) well I don't um, I don't believe in failure I'm just no of course yeah no um I don't if someone thinks that I could see how someone might think that I guess but that you know that's their own problem that's not my problem um because at the end of the day like I was really successful with what I was doing in March I had a $22,000 contracted month um that I ethically felt like I couldn't accept because of COVID so I did I broke the contract with my clients right um so no one can really say that I failed uh the world just got crazy um you know the only thing I had a moment of like, oh man, like maybe that's not a good look is a long time ago. It's, it's not even relevant, I guess, but I got into a Twitter fight with somebody oh God. Ab- about like, uh, and this is like 2015. I remember my parents were still in their old house and I was sitting on their floor doing my makeup while I was visiting home. And, uh, I tweeted something about, thank God I never went to college because I have experienced so much. And then a lot of people who are currently in college were upset that I said it because they were like, no, I'm having a time of my life. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm not like hating on college. I just think for me, I got to experience more of life in the way I needed to by not going right away. So I think that there, you know, I was more, I've been more like, 
in my head about I'm 26 years old about to go finish this degree when a lot of my friends already have their masters and then I think back Not to me. <laughs> that's fair um but yeah I think back to like Brene Brown saying she didn't even finish her bachelor's till she was 29 so what do they uh, say uh comparison is the thief of joy so you know take that for what it's worth yeah absolutely so um no, I don't, so let me be very clear. I don't believe in failure. I think everything is an experience that we can choose to learn from. So it really is a case of you having to pivot because of the way the world is in such a way at the current time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you can only, you know, do the same thing over and over again so many times for it to not you know and like you said working for live nation live music is not coming back right now so there's i mean that whole that whole industry has just been dissolved so it's like you can't even there's not even another way you can make use you know make an income in live music when there's no industry right now yeah no i so i interviewed because i've been uh, applying to some jobs in philly just so something set up when i get there i did finally get an interview with universal music group which is insane that i even got an interview because i shit you not every position they've posted has had over 300 applicants wow because uh, there are just no jobs in the music industry. So the fact, and I, you know, I was just applying for anyone I looked moderately qualified for. So I ended up getting uh, a request for an interview for a social media representative position, um, which that was exciting. And, you know, even if I don't get it, and I, which I totally understand, so many people uh, applied for this thing, I was like, you know what? I at least got an interview with 300 people applied. So Heck yeah. uh, it's just so it's so cutthroat now. And that's been my number one fear is the people who work in entertainment, like can't see themselves in other industries. Um, yeah. You know, it's pretty, pretty cut and dry of like, no, nope, this is where I meant to be. And since that's the case, all of these jobs are going to be super competitive, which is also why I was like, okay, I need to like go back to school and then, regroup and go from there because like I at least need something else on my resume and I need to do something productive with my time so that way when it does come back full force like I'm good to go I didn't just waste my time doing other stuff yeah and I think that when you can open yourself up to to being in a student mindset it opens up different door different doors and so it's like you've been forced to pivot because of you know your industry i guess what do you call it technically being dissolved for the time being i feel like it's going to open up doors for you in a different way and so you have this opportunity to go back and learn what you like i mean uh remind me and remind and i guess you didn't share this on the podcast yet what you have chosen to major in So when I first went back to school, I was doing it for human services because that's when I was still pretty in like the coaching mindset. And then I actually had a meeting with a financial advisor, which is also why I kind of decided to step away from coaching. I probably should have thrown that in there too. Um, And she pretty much did like career coaching with me and was just asking me questions about what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy, whatever. And at the end of it, she was like, you need to be going into marketing like you need to be going into public relations. Like you, you don't actually want to work with people. And I was like, 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Um, I get way more out of doing things on macro scales than I do micro scales. So yeah, I, I'm uh, finishing my degree in public relations, uh, public relations with um, a minor in advertising. Heck yeah. Um, which just, yeah, feels like very, very soul aligned. And, you know, when I think of like finishing out in mental health, it, it felt like a should. Like, it was like, I should be doing this. Like, this is what my interest has been forever. This is what people know me with, like as. Like, I should be doing this. And then I was like, no. Like, that's so self-imposed. Like, Don't shit I, on yourself, Kate. It's should smells, yeah. Should smells. <laughs> should yeah. I haven't heard that so, one. I'm, and I'm really excited, too, about going into something more like public relations and communications and stuff because, like, I don't know a whole lot. So, I mean, you know, there's some stuff I obviously know, but I get to really be a student. And one thing that I found when I took the two semesters of psychology was I just knew a lot of it already. And I wasn't able to be fully immersed in being a student if it was already compared to things I've been doing or, you know, like one class I was taking this past semester was crisis intervention. And we had an entire section on crisis counseling where a guy came in and was a guest speaker who was a crisis counselor. I'm like, I literally do this. Like, I literally do this already. Like, I'm not learning anything. And, you know, to the point where the uh, instructor emailed me, it was like, hey, if you ever want to share anything, you're more than welcome. I'm like, no, like, I'm not the instructor. Like, I want to be the team. Like, I want to be the student. Yeah, you want to so, you want to you want to discover what you don't know. Yeah, and I, I I feel like me learning about psychology has kind of run its course because I, I feel like that's something I've been really submerging myself in for a long time and something like PR and communications and advertising and marketing and all that. Like, I, I find it fascinating and I've, you know, done it freelance in a certain capacity. Um, I mean, I'm that's really why... I went back and got my, my nat, like I did my NASM certification. Oh God, five years ago now, because I just wanted to learn something new. And NASM Mm -hmm. is, let me clarify. It's a a personal training certification, uh, fitness, personal training. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about this. I'm just going to do the thing online and just like, why not? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, I had an interest and I was like, well, I, it'd be good to like learn something new that I don't know. And yeah. Yeah. I had a thought about that today. Cause like, you know, obviously me walking away from personal training and then I made the decision to not renew my personal trainer certification, which is due in like two weeks. Which, um, can we, can we squirrel for a moment and can we talk sure. about, um, so you've had, you've come up against a lot of stuff especially in the training um the training industry and I want to hear more about that because I do feel like what you've experienced in the training industry but especially through COVID times has been very influential to your choice to pivot and go back to school yeah totally so I mentioned it like in passing at the beginning of COVID, I was working with this one business coach and um, I think I even talked about it in the first podcast I was on and her assistant and her kept just talking about how are you going to use COVID to get clients? And I think this was this one inkling of just like, oh, that's messed up. 
like uh, that like that it just did not feel ethical quite frankly i was like um no we're not going to use a pandemic to try to get people to give us more money um and then I, I just watched certain sales tactics she was trying to teach people. And so it just became not about fitness to me. And it became about just sales and like make who could make the most money and also other stuff. And then I started seeing other fitness professionals doing it all over the internet. And um, I, I was able to see through this thing that at one point I didn't see. And then once I finally saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And it really... It, it really ruined it for me because um, I I loved and I, I I still love fitness, but um, you know, learning more about statistics of how weight loss programs don't work and like how they actually cause more eating disorders. And um, yep. I, I wrote an entire research paper on it this past semester. So if anyone's interested in reading it, please, you can find me on Instagram and ask me to send it to you. And I happily will. Well, and it um, almost felt like it, like from my experience and the things that I've seen, and then I saw recently uh, like a, a poster, a little flyer that said, struggling to lose the quarantine 15 yeah. And it made me so angry because yeah. it's like th- there's no like room for compassion or grace in those sort of statements where you're like it's almost like you're taking advantage of someone who is experiencing something like we've never experienced it before. Well, well, and that's exactly what they're doing. That's literally what my business coach would say. She was like, how could, like, literally, how could you use COVID to get clients? And they would always, and of course you talk about pain points, like any, anyone who knows anything about sales will talk about that of like, you need to figure out a pain point or a problem and then offer the solution. But it's very ingrained in fitness to talk about people's pain points in a way of the things that they feel terrible about, which I just could not, I, I you know, I'm even <laughs> stammering right now to even like think about, it. like it just, it felt disgusting and I wouldn't do it. Like, I, I don't think I ever made any, anything that was ever about like, you're in quarantine, get moving. I think the only thing I really said was like, Hey, like, we get to be grateful that we can move because there are people right now in hospitals hooked up to ventilators fighting for their life. So this is the moment for you to move your body and be grateful and practice gratitude and also be safe and care about your neighbor. But you know, then my business coach straight up told me that's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about caring about your health. It doesn't sell. And, um, I was just so taken aback, but then it was like kind of then watching all these people who were using that tactic, they were still having $15,000 a month because they were telling people to lose the quarantine 15. Well, and, and I do appreciate like, I guess I can say I can appreciate their hustle, right? <clears throat> like I can appreciate that they pivoted their business to, I don't want to say pray, but to help I, I felt like it was praying yeah yeah I did, I did but you know I, like I, I called it predatory yes yeah well I you know I and I can applaud their effort to like change their business or pivot t- to serve others however I think at some point 
it becomes less of serving others and more of like a uh, a pivot of desperation, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, yeah, and that's what it felt like. It felt like this is the only way for us to make money, so we're going to do that. It's like, this is where the hot seat is right now. We're going to take it was very much so the tone of all of it. Um, you know, and then I, there were like other sales things I was seeing people do like they they were like conning people at one point in a way to get them on a sales call being like, Hey, I'm going to give you something for free. And then at the end of it, like it ended up being a sales call, except it was more complicated than that. But that was happening at the same time as all this other quarantine 15 stuff. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I get it. We all out here trying to make a buck these days. I, I, yeah, you for know? sure. And if some people don't see an issue with that, that's cool. That's great. I would rather not have an issue with it, but that's just not me. And I have a really hard time being in a space where I look around and I'm like, yeah, we don't see this the same way. <laughs> so I decided to exit. You know, I just yeah. looked around and a lot of, I just didn't agree with a lot of my peers. I didn't agree with a lot of the people I ended up being surrounded by. And then, similar stuff was kind of happening in the coaching space, not even just the, the fitness space. Sorry, my dog keeps crying. Um, like in the coaching space, it kind of kept happening too. I was seeing a lot of like, I'm trying to think how to explain it. Just like hypocrisy, you know, people being like, we, uh, we need to be educating people, but then like, they're not taking the time to educate people. And um, trying to, I'm trying to think how to say this without being like oddly specific (laughs) um there was someone who is very well known in the area who had made a comment to me about like yeah i only want people on my team who like really get it and um understand what they're saying and they're inclusive and whatever but then she said i would see them post on the internet and it was things i didn't agree with and whatever and blah 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 and then I kind of challenged her and was like well then why didn't you say anything they might not know that you don't agree with it or like they might not know that it's not right um so I just kept saying that a lot too this like kind of like holier than thou um like preaching a certain thing but then not taking the time to actually like have the important conversations with people and it just being, yeah, you know, I don't know. It just. Oh, and I think that all just comes out of survival mode, right? Like we're literally, it feels like we're all racing towards like this, you know, pile of, it looks like a giant mountain pyramid of money. And as you get closer and closer, it's really just like a penny on the ground. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. But I, but I do feel like that's very much because we're all in this like survival mindset now where we you know, people are doing anything they can to even down to like the basic stuff, like pay the bills, be successful, keep their business afloat, but not just like, uh, economy wise. I think people are in survival in terms of like their mental health. So when I think about these coaches, whether it's fitness or personal, when I think about the people that you've experienced it's like, I see that. That's what they're doing. I see that that's where they're at. They're trying to just survive. It's mm-hmm. just not the way that, like, you and I would choose to survive or thrive. And so you do have the option to walk away and say, you know what? 
I choose this now. Yeah, and there's nothing totally. good or wrong or bad or right about it. You know what I mean? It just is. It's just like a conscious choice that you've made that, you know what? This no longer serves me. Time to pivot and do what does serve me. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not its not like I think any of these trainers and coaches are bad people. I'm not saying that at all. It's, it's literally just a difference in what I think is ethical versus what they think is ethical, which it's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just like not something I agree with, which is fine. That, that just doesn't mean it's my home. And it doesn't yeah. mean that that's my crowd. And um, even before all of this, that had been pretty apparent. Um, you know, I had a fitness manager who I'd figured out had told my clients that they were fat and it was like two individual clients who like didn't know each other on two separate occasions. So, th- I mean, there, there was like other evidence of like, mm, yeah, like this definitely isn't the space I'm meant to be in. Um, which, you know, as you said earlier, it's not like it's a different or it's not like I'm going in the opposite direction. It's just, it's just a different direction. And I had a thought earlier today of like, I kind of wish I never tried to monetize fitness um, because it was like something I like truly, truly, truly enjoyed. And um, it took a lot of the joy out trying to monetize it. And it was kind of this like relief today and yesterday working out being like, I'm never going to monetize this ever again. Like, I love that. Like I, I missed having my hobby be a hobby. So, you know, even if it was, uh, you know, one chapter that's kind of coming to an end, it like reopened other doors along the way, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a good change for you. And I think we all need a little bit of like a little bit of sunshine in our lives, a little bit of something to look forward to. You know, I um, I learned about something called Masterclass recently. Have you ever heard of Amazon? What was that? The Amazon Masterclass. I don't know if it's by Amazon, but it's a like a website where you can take classes. Oh yes, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so my mom got me a subscription to that for Christmas, which I actually. <laughs> sorry, mom. I never used it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, but- you can pass it on to me because I was like, "There's all these classes on there." I'm like, "Wow, it's it'd be so cool to learn some of these." Not like I'd be, you know, doing it as a career, but. I've always thought about, oh, this would be fun to take like an online class about um, like a cooking class or a baking class, you know, some of these things I'm like, wow, it would be fun to like open my mind up to something new. Yeah, um, I think Adam, there was one that was like movie scoring or something. Yeah. And I think he had done that one and uh, he said it was really awesome. Yeah, I did a few things over Coursera over a uh, quarantine which I had a really good time doing and that was before I was like taking classes again but you know even if someone isn't thinking like oh I'll go back to school there's like so many resources to learn something new or make a new hobby or you know just like any kind of situation where you can be a student because I I just think we become more open as people when we're open to learning and when I we're agree. like willing to be the student. So I think that's been kind of my biggest lesson through quarantine and like knowing how do I move on and like, what do I do now is like truly just embracing that role and surrendering like, 
I don't want to have all the answers. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be the person who's like in charge of systems right now. I don't want to be the person who is, you know, trying to coordinate my own business right now. And, you know, I'll come back to that for sure. I think there's just other things after, quite frankly, a really traumatizing year that's led me to use diet weed every day. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just like a different way I get to be living my life. And I, and I think that's being the student. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm obviously kind of, it's been a grieving process too, which um, I, I figured, uh, and I didn't really think about it as much when I first started applying for transfer. It, like my, it was like my brain didn't get there yet because since my I've been in such survival, it's just been like one thing. Let me deal with this now and then I'll get to that next thing when it pops up. So in, in my head, I didn't even really think of like, oh yeah, like this would come to an end and I also had kind of like banked on the fact thinking I would get into NC state, which is the one school I didn't get into. So I was like, Oh cool. Like I'll just get into NC state. Then I won't have to tell anybody that I even applied out of state, um, <laughs> which obviously uh, things never go according to plan. So I probably should have, you know, um, <laughs> took that into account, but yeah. So I think it's just been hitting me now of like, Oh man, this is like super real. Like I'm actually super moving on and like, I'm super taking on like this new adventure and, but I'll have accomplished this like really awesome thing that, uh, which I told you last week or so, but I had this epiphany cause I was thinking kind of, I, this entire year has just been one existential crisis after the next. Oh but, yeah, for um, sure. I had this moment of like, okay, if I were on my deathbed, and there were certain things I didn't accomplish in my life. Like what would be the things where I would be like, why didn't I just do it? And it occurred to me that it's more important for me to finish a degree than it is for even to ever be like a homeowner. Like I would rather, I think rent the rest of my life than not have finished my degree. Like, you know, not saying that that's true for everybody, but for me, um, it was like, no, this thing is super important to me. And it's so funny because, like, that's one thing that's, like, super not important to me, right? Yeah. I just, like, I hope that at the end of the day, mine says, she gave me a new perspective. Like, that's what I want. That's all I really want to leave the world with is, like, that I was able to help others gain or see a new perspective. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, of course, like, you know, I want to leave the world a better place than I found it. And if I can at least inspire, you know, a, a, a small community to go out and like do the things that they want to do and live life to its fullest. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, if I'm looking at like here, like the big things that I want to do, like that's one. Um, but of course, you know, I, one time when I was kind of free a year ago when I was freaking out over the whole degree thing, um, someone, who, a coach who I hold very near and dear to my heart, she said, Kate, no one's going to give a fuck if you had a degree or not. It's not going to be written in your obituary. They're not right. going to talk about it at your funeral. No one's going to care if you have a degree, which was super freeing, which I think made me realize, yeah, I'm just going to finish it because nobody cares, but I'm the one who cares. No, I mean, at the end of the day, like if it's something that you feel like you need to do for you, then go for it. And like, especially right now the world is such a shit show i'm like you know what you want to go try something new 
you want to do an about face and walk away from the career that you hate, fuck it, do it. There are no rules at this point. It is 2020. I mean, there are rules, but like, it is 2020. Like, what do you, I mean, what do we have to lose? You know? Yeah, there's already been so much that's lost. It's like, and and I think that's kind of where my head was at. I was like, I, you know what? I've lost so freaking much this year. I lost my job. I lost my best friend. I lost my sense of stability. I mean, going down the list, there was a bunch of other stuff, but like, it was like, what else do I got to lose? Like, I'm at a point where I just want to create things and give back in a different capacity and change the kind of context that I'm living in because, like, this isn't really working for how the world is, which is okay, but it's just a matter of being able to pivot and let go and surrender and be able to take whatever action is needed. So let's talk about pivoting in like a business sense of maybe like me like the salon people who maybe are choosing or are having to pivot their small businesses um what are some examples of things that you've seen people doing i know um one example you know we started selling like our retail products online during shutdown and quarantine so clients could still support a small business our small business without having to be in the salon and they could do we did door pickup or uh, door drop off and whatnot um and i've seen a lot of salons doing that and gift card sales and i've seen um different hairstylist coaches selling planners and online uh courses and um coaching maybe that wasn't as popular before uh quarantine i've seen a lot of people um coat like businesses in the hair world um talk about like here's financial planning stuff like that so that those are kind of examples that i've seen of pivots in my industry what are some examples of things that you've seen people do uh in fitness obviously it went to online so there was this huge surge in um people making online programs or people doing these like online seminars. And one thing I thought, cause I was in a bunch of Facebook groups um, for like fitness professionals. And one thing that I really noticed though, was, you know, people my age were having an okay time pivoting. Uh, but people who were like 40 and older, like could not adapt because they couldn't, they didn't know the technology and they couldn't learn it fast enough to pivot. Right. Um, so yeah, but anyway, so there's this huge, huge switch over to obviously everything being virtual and, um, there, uh, I will give a shout out to someone, um, my friend Brenna Doyle, she was hired by Orange Theory in, uh, I think it was Carrie and she was like, you know what, I'm not going to be unemployed. Uh, so I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So she created this outdoor fitness program called six foot fit. And it's now, but she has a regular client base of like in the hundreds weekly Wow, or something. Yeah. Or monthly or something. So it's crazy. Like she's built this empire in the triangle area. Um, just since it started. And, uh, when I think of people who like successfully pivoted during quarantine, like she's like the first person that comes to mind. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, she like literally created this thing that was based off of this happening. 
um, you know, like whether it was like the catchy name or like the, you know, the, the market, you is know, whatever six, it was. Is she six feet tall? Uh, no, I think she's like five, five, six. It was but, like six foot, like oh, six feet. Away. Oh my gosh. See, yeah. Six oh my feet gosh. away. Wow. Yeah, because okay. you must mm-hmm. be six, yeah. yeah, six foot fit. Like you must yeah. be six feet away in an outdoor space. But even watching what she's been doing right now, like they're trying to find an outdoor slash indoor space with heaters. And she's like, I'm not giving up on you guys. Like we've created this thing and we're like, you will get your workouts in, in the winter. Like we will find a way to make this work. And, um, you know, so it, that's been like super inspiring to watch. And that, you know, when I think of, and I know she has a lot of the same feelings of like things happening in fitness and her and I sat down and talked about it. And she has like a very same perspective as me and even like how to, coach clients um yeah it's been uh really awesome to watch because she's like exactly what i think of i'm like wow she like created this thing from nothing because the world needed it yeah that's and she she didn't ever say anything about quarantine 15 nothing about like you know there was no no pain points for people the pain points she used were like you deserve to move your body. Like you deserve to still feel like you're in control. Like you deserve to feel healthy and we're going to create a space for you to do that. When I think, especially right now, finding, even if it is the smallest space for you to pivot your business into is a survival method. But it's also like, we have to find other ways or we're not, we're not going to survive. Right? Like, our small businesses we have to find ways to adapt to this quote new normal mm-hmm. or or we're just gonna get left behind in the dust yeah it that kind of rem- reminds me of this one um interview that i'm a huge mark manson fan but it was an interview with mark manson and he was talking about like needing to pivot and reinvent yourself when something new comes about and he was talking about it in terms of like uh, like online platforms. So he's talking about like blogging versus podcasts versus whatever. And in the podcast, they're, the interview, they were pretty much saying like, if you don't get with the times and you don't hop on what's happening, like you're going to be left in the dust. Like you can't keep recreating yourself in a position that no longer exists or that's defunct or that isn't working. Like whenever there's something new that pops up, like you must surrender and you must go along with it. And I was like, damn. And I, you know, like looking at that with even this year, I'm like, that's so true. Like if people didn't pivot to an online based platform or at least like trying to find ways to do things safely, like you'd be left in the dust. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an about face. I've been really intrigued to see what all my friends and family and small business are up to. And I mean, even with your choice to go back to school, I mean, it was funny because you, when we talked about it, you're like, surprised. And I was like, actually, I'm like, I'm not really surprised <laughs> at all um, of your choice to walk away from the fitness industry and the coaching industry. I always kind of felt like you were more uh, like wellness, like mind, body, soul healing versus let's get fit kind of coach. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, there's a space for it, but it's, it was hard to exist like that in fitness because it wasn't fitness. So it was hard for me right. to preach like, <clears throat> well, when what sells is 
weight loss and you know i you know there were certain people i worked with or who i was mentored by that was like well it can't exist i'm like yeah but i think that's an entirely different space like i think i was trying to say something in a space where it was like you know i was in a room where everyone was talking about the color yellow and i walked in and was like no teal and all these people (laughs) were like "Mm, no yellow um yeah like no get out of here like you're not what we're looking for um that's okay too yeah no which is totally fine i think it was all just like a learning experience and um you know i had a really good time while i was doing it as i said i wish it uh it, it, it was almost like a hobby that i wish i didn't try to monetize but i think that's an entirely different topic and um but a valuable lesson as well so yeah I mean, anyone like very close in my life who i told them hey i'm walking away from this they they weren't surprised they were like yeah that makes sense um <laughs> you've been complaining about it for like months on end uh that checks out which is okay and i think the important thing is for me to own my decision and be okay with my decision and um and thankfully i, I don't have shame on it i think i'm pretty i feel pretty relieved i think it's, Good. it's very it's very freeing and you know i think people have career changes all not all the time obviously but I don't think it's unhealthy to have a career change and I don't think it's unhealthy I think it's very healthy to walk away from the things that we look at and we're like yeah this doesn't fill me up anymore and I think especially after this year like that's that's what's important like we're surrounded with the people the places and the things that make us feel fulfilled and want us to be better people and to feel like we're at home and that it just like wasn't it for me anymore. And, um, in going to Temple university is going to, that's kind of like a big question mark. We'll see how, (laughs) see how much of like a, a home that really feels like, but I won't know until I actually get there. Oh my God. Sorry. My dog just punched me in the chest. She's a little feisty. Um, we will definitely have to keep us updated. It's going to be, I mean, I'm your friend, so I'm sure I'll know more uh, before you hop back on the podcast. But you'll definitely have to keep us updated on on your progress and how it's going and how 2020 has affected your future. Yeah, I mean, 2020, I mean, there are like some years where I'm like, oh, my God, that was the most influential year of my life. Absolutely not. 2020 has been the most influential year Uh in these short 26 years um maybe besides 2015 i would say 2020 is currently number one 2015 is number two so hell yeah yeah i'm, I'm excited to see. we love some growth it, it's all we love growth and we while it's growth. all painful i think a, a lot was purged out that needed to be and there's realignment all around and you know for anyone else experiencing that kind of sensation i would just you know invite you to look into what might needed to have been purged out and um, how can you be the student? Yeah. How can you be the student of life? What is there? What are you willing to learn? I want to learn everything. Same. (laughs) All right, Kate. So um, you have a podcast as well that you just started. Do you want to share that with us as well as your social media? Yeah. So I just started a podcast about being resilient called on the upswing. Um, I'm yeah, I, I was sitting in a coffee shop, like, going between a few different names. So Cute I was like, name. yeah, this this one feels really great. So, yeah, on the upswing, stories about resiliency. Um, 
I have some really awesome interviews lined up. It's a lot of uh, athletes, musicians, uh, small business owners. I wanted the theme to be people who have faced adversity but still somehow came out on the other end or who have accomplished really great things that they needed to be super, super committed to. Um, So that airs every other Tuesday. Uh, Currently, it's just been a little screwed up with I so I launched my first episode um and I have finals this week and I was recovering from COVID all the, um, <laughs> all the things so my second episode will actually be coming out next week just because of finals this week um which I'm super excited about uh yeah so that's on the upswing so you can find that on Apple Music Spotify and SoundCloud and then even though I won't be coaching anymore <laughs> my Instagram is still Kate coaches for now for now, yeah, we'll see. Oh, my dog has been a big brat. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, I uh, for now I've taken di- my websites will be taken down by the end of the month because I'm going to do some like modification on those and crazy wiring and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, very relieving though. Yeah, I th- I thought I would be like kind of freaked out, but I'm actually like super relieved. Good. Well, all right, guys, you heard it here. Check out her podcast. Uh, Make sure that you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. And now is a good time to mention uh, we are going to go back to every other Monday through the holidays. Give you guys a break. Give me a break because I'm working six days behind the chair. But yeah, Kate, thanks for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. For sure. And let's, uh, what's our, what's our word for 2021 going to be? Um, flourish. Yeah, I like flourish. I like flourish too. Let's keep it. (laughs) Yeah. You go from pivot to flourish. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm here here for for it. it. Love that. All right, Kate. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 